Hey guys, welcome to the next interview podcast series thing I'm doing. I've got four or five of these under my belt, and I still don't have a name for this, so whatever name you guys are looking at was not the name I had in my mind at the time, but that doesn't matter. My name is Adam Ponophobia Cogswell, your host for this evening. I am joined by Scarzard. Hello, that's me. It's Okay, I gotta throw this out there real quick, just because everybody knows you from previous Riot. It was really hard mm-hmm. not to call you Riot Scarzard. I'm just gonna throw, just well, say that. That's okay. It's trust me. I can tell you from personal experience, it gets easier. We can get through, we can get, we can get through this one together. <laughs> oh I know. My head, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. Scarzard and I have I take a, a small history. Uh, he's but he was on the Trinity Force podcast a few times with us. I interviewed him at PAX once, I think maybe twice. I think it was once. And, yeah, and I always told myself that I would never do it again. And here we are. But then he he came to me. He came to me with a with a blood marker, and he said, "You made an oath." <laughs> uh, and I don't know where he got the blood, but I did agree. So so now we're here, and we're doing it again. Yeah, perfect. I, I was gonna say puppy dog eyes, but you went you went right for the whole anime thing, right? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I'm just it had to be binding. You know, <laughs> I can I can. It's it's the days of the internet, buddy. I can get my puppy dog eyes anywhere I want. Wow, but not not enough blood, not enough ponophobia blood. Uh, right, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, there's only one source of that, to my knowledge. <laughs> is this is this like the next gamer girl bathwater? Like I should be selling vials of my blood to make packs <laughs> with people. Selling gamer blood? <laughs> wow. All right. Well, this. Th- thank you for listening to this podcast, yeah. everybody. We're getting we're getting real weird oh, man. from I, the start, I, which is great. That's this is uh, what you paid for. Yeah. No, they're not. I mean, it's and free, it, right? It, this is what you downloaded. You are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. What's so, up? So how can I help? <laughs> let's let's talk about it. Let's do, let's do some talking. So I tried to explain this uh, to Scarzard previous to this is that I am trying to just get people who are in or were in the video game industry at some point in time and kind of talk about their lives, how they got there, what it was like to be in there, what it's like to deal with fans, if there's any kind of like things that they want to tell people, yada yada. So we're just going to kind of go through a life of Scarzard with this podcast. And that's oh where I'm going to leave it to you is I want to know where did little baby... <laughs> video game developer, video game industry, Scarzard start? And how did he get a start in this whole thing? Man, well, I guess luckily this is kind of the only topic that I know the most about. So I, I so that, that's good. Yeah, you know, I, I, feel, I feel good on that. Um, but no, I, I mean, I think this is one of those things, I feel like I apologize to people uh, who are listening to this that maybe, you know, follow me on, on wherever or, you know, my streams or whatever, because you're, you're about to just hear the same story uh, from always, you know, it's, 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 you know, my, my history has not changed. But no, I, I think, um, I think I started out uh, similar to a lot of people, which was, you uh, I guess, you know, before now, what many people would say is is always like, oh, you know, this is something I've always wanted to do, but I, you don't know that it's really possible, right? You know, um, this kind of idea that like, hey, working on games would be nice in the sense that, you know, I play a lot of games and it would be cool to do something with it. You know, not many people, I think, start off with the specific, oh, I want to be a producer on this specific game at this specific company, right? It's It usually starts with an idea that's like, hey, I'm kind of already in this zone, kind of already doing a lot of these things, and then where can I kind of find my in or where can I fit in uh, to that? Um, I had a very different uh, situation than most people. And again, I apologize. This is just going to be a long ramble, so buckle up. Um, oh, this is perfect. So before the ramble continues, I want to say yeah. that everyone I've talked to has all pretty much said the same thing. They're like, oh, it was yeah. just kind of random, and it kind of happened, so... So continue story. Well, and I, and I think I think, you know, maybe before we get further, this is a thing that 
people listening to this, if there is even one person here that is like, oh, yeah, I'm super into the idea of working in games, you know, working in games. This is something that you should know about. Right. Which is that uh, the reason that this is a common idea, the reason that you hear this so often is because this is this is it. This is the truth. Right. This is, um, you know, I would say now today we're finally at a point where you can, you know, maybe have an idea to say, oh, let me go to college for games. Let me have a specific role or roles in mind and let me start applying to studios. But you're also going to lack a lot of the experience that a lot of these studios are looking for. Right. So it's still very formative years compared to other industries, you know, despite how long, you know, many of us have probably been growing up and playing games as well. So. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the first thing. Crystallize it. There's no set road. Um Everything you hear about someone getting into games is nine times out of ten something you can't do yourself. Uh, and the lesson to take away from that isn't just, you know, oh, let me hear maybe a cool story or think about how, you know, this person or that person is so lucky is that you have to get creative and you have to look for your own ends. Right. Um, that doesn't mean, you know, go go live on the streets and, and huff the game design juice from the from from the from the back alleys until one day you become good. enough. you know, no, like but but you have to, you know, figure it out for yourself. I recommend people, you know, working on small projects, making mods, stuff like that. You know, anything to stay active uh, with a community uh, on a game project to show like, hey, I have skills and I want to do them more. So it's kind of morphed into a different question. I'll still get back to my thing, but I feel like this is important disclaimer. Before we go, if you think you're going to learn anything about how to get into the industry from a podcast like this, you won't, except for the thing I just told you. That's it. That's the only usable information. But you and now we can will. move on to the rest of it. Right. Well, well I mean, you kind of will, because what you told people right now is the same thing that like I've done. It, granted, I didn't turn it into a video game industry thing because I didn't want to do that. And but 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 potentially I could have rolled this podcast into something uh, because I took a passion and I'm using me as an example because it's the easiest thing. I had a passion for talking. I turned it into a podcast. I had a passion for a video game. So I started talking about a video game. I found a following with it and I got to know developers and, you know, community members. And we started rolling that. And th there could have been an opportunity there where I talked to somebody and said, Hey, I'm really good at this. Can we talk about potentially turning this into something? Right. And that's the kind of like what you're telling people to do is be passionate about your project, be passionate about your game. And that could lead into you getting to where you want to be. Don't just expect to go onto uh, what uh, LinkedIn or something and drop your resume and apply for the job and get in. Right. Yeah. No. And that's why I was saying, like, I think that's I'm not trying to be down on myself, but I think I think what what we just are now cresting over talking about is i think the that that is the end of the usable advice in terms of directly moving into the industry in my belief right because sure. it's just you know it's an attitude thing it's 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 a it's a figuring out what you're good at figuring out what you want to learn at and then finding unique ways to apply it on your own and then you know as those things come with luck skill you know blood sweat tears etc mm -hmm. then you can start to create a, a path that can get you into it um but you have to start everybody has to kind of start on their own to some degree you know this isn't the industry is not so big and not so stable that it's one of those things you can just say oh i want to go into this vocation into this field and then after college you're going to be like cool where do you know which let, let me go to all of the eligible bachelors and, and submit my applications it's not it's not going to work like that and right. uh, i to my understanding i don't know that it ever will considering the incredibly specialized uh, skill sets that a lot of these companies are looking for 
Um, so yeah, so I just ethically, I feel it's important to get all that out of the way. Don't, you know, listen to the rest of this for entertainment value, maybe some inspiration, maybe some other stuff, but there's, there is where I believe the, we, we have, we have ended the portion where I can give you actually usable (laughs) information about how to make your own path. To be fair, Um, I think anything you talk about, even if you just talk about which we're moving into now is your story is usable information because it could give somebody out there that push they needed to go. You know what? I'm going to say totally, totally, totally. And, and I, and I don't want to split hairs about it. I just want to make sure for people who know oh, I'm splitting like, hairs. From, I'm doing it. Yeah. 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 From, from beyond split. here, you're, you're, you're doing it on your own. You, you are finding <laughs> your own meaning out of whatever this is. Um, but so yeah, okay. Of so, your own meeting, let's go. Sure. 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 So, so let me give you, I guess the, uh, I guess the fastest version of this that I can, um, and you can pick it apart as you want, just because you know you can only tell the same story so many times. Sure. Um, so I was, uh, I, I had left home. Um, I was living uh, in uh, Washington State, where I now live again. Um, it, you know, in that in that funny way, things always come full circle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but no, I was living here. Uh, I was living um, by myself. Uh, uh, or, or rather kind of on my own. I was living with a group of friends that I had made out here and I didn't really have any prospects, didn't really have anything going for me. Uh, when I was in school, originally from Alabama, I was doing acting, I was doing theater, uh, I was in a lot of production, statewide, local, stuff like that. And I eventually got into college to do uh, acting uh, and I became very dissatisfied with kind of the whole thing, um, both with the way that uh, certain actors in my class were being treated the way that uh, I don't know. I, I had done a lot of shows when I was young, and I was certain that I had skills, but it felt very—I don't know how to say it. Um, I felt like a lot of opportunities were being given to me because of people that I knew. Uh, you know, not not like there was a dark, shadowy figure being like, "Make sure he gets all the stuff," but kind of just like you know, just because you know, oh well, the head of the department is the dad of a guy that I was in a lot of classes with. He knows who I am. Therefore, he's more willing to give me shots. There are people next to me that are working twice as hard that are actually showing up to classes that aren't getting handed opportunities, you know? And, and you know, I'm, I'm 18, 19 at the time, I think 18. And, uh, and my big thing was like, well, this, I don't know, everything feels wrong. I don't know what to do about it. It's upsetting to me, so I'm just going to bounce, right? Like, this is kind of the only thing that makes sense to me. And at this time, obviously, you know, I, like most of the people listening to this, most of the people who who are, you know, also 18 at this time, playing a ton of video games, right? Been playing since, mm-hmm. you know, I was six or whatever. I'll spare you the, the details. Um, but, you know, pretty into it as an idea. And then uh, I got introduced to League of Legends uh, when I was visiting a friend uh, at their college dorm. I was like meeting a lot of these kind of weirdos and I was like, hey, what's going on here? And they were like, oh, this is League of Legends. It obviously looked like shit. Uh, anyone who remembers from paying at the time, it just looked, it was so bad. Oh, it yeah. was horrendous. Uh, it, it was like worse than even some screenshots you can find because uh, when I had first started there, they had done like one pass, which was like, let's make it less assy is the way I like to call it. It's like, it's still not good, but like we can, we can try to change the ground textures a little bit. Um but yeah, it was just a super janky thing. But, you know, all these people who seemed really cool and really nice and older and smarter than me, everyone was addicted to it. So I was like, all right, well, I have two choices. I can either fall into the pit of being addicted to Minecraft or I can play this. So I decided, you know, well, I'll pick up League of Legends and it ruined my life. No, not really. Wow. Um, well, I mean, whoa, yes, really. Whoa, wow. I mean, really? you know, okay, sort of. No, 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 no. It changed uh, so anyways, let's say we so changed anyways. your life. 
<laughs> yes, yes, yes. And yes, we'll say it's, it changed my life. No. Um, so so anyway, so I'm fast forward. I'm in Washington. I'm playing this game kind of nonstop. And, you know, I'm very much floating and very aimless and very listless. I don't really know what I want to do. Um, but kind of everywhere that I go uh, over, you know, the year plus that I'm hanging out in Washington, I'm meeting other people that are playing this game or I'm getting my roommates into it or I'm helping people get good at it. That kind of became one of my, my sort of social niche was like, you know, I'll take it upon myself to learn a lot of these different characters. You know, I'm sure if I had to rate myself at the time, I mean, I did make it to platinum at that time which i don't want to be like it was so much harder but like man it was pretty hard for me at that point it, it was a, it was a really big deal uh but like you know it was pretty good there weren't that many players uh, at the time but ranking up was also impossible everyone no one has to go back to the old plus 11 minus nine days of gaining rating you know oh, like geez, it was yeah. it felt it felt so bad um and so we kind of had this system set up where you know it was it was very it was fun it was boring at the same time it, it was this sort of you know living like a rat hanging out in in these in these big empty houses playing uh league of legends all day with my friends um and you know some of them new friends and you know getting people into it and this thing would come up this this is i'll start getting into the actual how i made my way through this no, you're good Continue. Uh, i'm enjoying this uh so so something that kept coming up was before uh, oh, and I, and I was very addicted to reading. Uh, there was a dev tracker at the time. I think I'm sure there's an equivalent now, but I've never found one as easy to use as it was in those days, which was just you could click and it would refresh. It would show you all of the posts made by rioters on the forums. Right. And and, and at that point, you know, I, the forums don't get used as much these days. You know, it, it's just the nature of the game's growth and uh, even globally. But, you know, devs are very active on the forums. And uh, you could, you know, you could get basically instant contact with almost anybody at that point. Um, you know, the, the popularity had not truly hit. So I was reading, you know, when a character came out, you would get basically free dumps of information from these people, people like uh, Zyphorus, Kuo Yen, uh, Andre Van Roon, Medler, you know, back when he was a champ designer and not, you know, a big, a, a king, king designer, a design lord, I'm sure is his title now. Um, you know, like Ziggs or somebody would come out and he'd be like, oh, here's, here's, you know, like 10 documents in, in comment form of everything that we went through working on this. So I was constantly, and I just liked, liked it because I liked, you know, reading the information, getting to know more about this game that I was so interested in and, and enveloped in. Um, and things would come around to, you know, we'd, we'd get to patch days. Um, and I would just start making predictions about things that I thought needed to be changed and how they would be changed. And I remember it was a string of about three patches where obviously I didn't get uh, I didn't name 100 percent of the patches content, but everything I made a prediction on happened and happened in the way I had specified. And, you know, I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. You know, I was like, oh, that's that's a fun. This like a fun game for me to play. Um, <laughs> right. Can I and it's uh, changing. Right. And then the people who were there were like. That's, you know, this is like a little more unique than just guessing, you know, like like you're you're actually learning a lot about how they think and how they work. And when there were instances where I disagreed, you know, or, or, or with something happened that I didn't expect, I was always kind of like, hey, 
you know, let me verbalize why I think, you know, not just like, right, it's making a bad miss, you know, but I'd be like, huh, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you compare it to the consistency that they've had with X or Y case or something else, right, you know, it kind of sit with me in this very weird way. So that was kind of going on. And, and that's really when the first idea of people being like, you should consider like talking to them about it. Um, and, uh, and so it wasn't until much later, I guess this is, uh, the end of 2011 or the beginning of 2012. It's one of those two. Um, I'm, I'm foggy on the details. Yeah. We're getting, we're all, it's almost 10 years ago, baby. Yeah. We're getting real out there. That was, Um, uh, so the end of 2011, I, I started my podcast. That the original Trinity Force podcast, November 2011. Yeah, not so, to make yeah. Right if any of you were like children during 2011, just turn the just turn the podcast off. I was like, you wow, can't. Wow, like <laughs> you just. I don't even. I don't even want you here. Go away. Oh, no, God, you can I was stay like 23, 20, No, twenty four. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, we have to. Sorry, sorry, everyone. We have to have our little crisis for a sec. All right. <laughs> I was uh, single. Just, yeah, I didn't have th- kids, th- and I was thinking about oh, the God, nature of time. scars. And what are you doing? Yes, the unceasing yawn. Uh, of of time um anyways so so uh it's really funny um it's gonna sound like i'm gonna drop this huge thing but if i don't if i stop to talk about it we're never gonna get through it (laughs) i (laughs) met my current partner who is literally right now stepping out to go to the gym uh on league of legends in solo queue at this pivotal moment um that i'm about to describe um where uh my, my roommate and i i think we played like garen uh, and something, uh, they played Tarek and they had a Shivana in their bot lane. It was strange times folks, but it was fun. Uh, and I, they liked our names and we liked their names. Like everyone was kind of playing a, a character that, uh, plus a skin that matched sort of the summoner name. Mm-hmm. My summoner name at that time was swords dance, the Pokemon move. I was playing Garen. He spins, uh, Cute. you know, stuff like that. Like it was, it was like, oh, this is kind of funny as we're just having this terrible, bloody earth level battle of just nonstop destruction that's happening. Nobody's farming. We're just beating the shit out of each other kind of nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we all at each other and we're hanging out, we're talking and it comes up that this person, uh, who, who had played Tarek in our game is like, oh yeah, I actually live in California. I live in LA and I just interviewed, for uh, a design internship at Riot. I was like, oh, that's super cool. You know, I wasn't even like, this is my ticket. I wasn't even thinking about that. But I was like, oh, that's super exciting. And we just kind of got to talking. Um, and after a bit, they kind of came to the same conclusion that I did uh, or, or that the people around me did. And they were like, "Should do you want to apply? Should you talk to them? Is that a thing you want to do? <laughs> you know, do you want to talk to them about this? And I was like, oh, well, I wouldn't really know where to start. And they were like, no, I mean, I know the guy. I can just forward you his email. Um, if that's what you want to do, I can just put you in contact with him. So again, when I mentioned to everyone that like, you can't follow the same path, you literally can't do this. This was like, you know, lightning striking a single pixel twice, three times, you know, this is like the absurd luck for this to have even happened, uh, in the first place is, dude, you know, something it's very difficult to comprehend even dude, to this dude, day. I, I told the story lived. on a previous podcast, like lightning striking twice type thing right like you just said like my first it my first like not my first real it job my first good it job i got because i met a guy in world of warcraft and he really liked the cut of my jib and was like hey you want to come work for me sure yeah i mean it's you know shit like that life's cool it'll it'll happen it'll find you one way or another you'll get something like that um so anyways uh they put me in contact with the design director uh tom cadwell zilius uh for league of legends for eight games 
Um, and he interviewed me uh, and he was not impressed. Uh, he, he was like, he was like, he was like, ah, oh, whatever. But, and, you know, I was super nervous and I, you know, I thought I did okay. And he, but he was asking me questions about like StarCraft. And I was like, well, I've never played StarCraft. I didn't even list that on my applications. It's something I had a thousand hours in. And I was like, okay, whatever. I blew it. But he was like, and I'll never forget this. He was like, I will send you the design test as a courtesy. And I was like, okay, well, for the next two weeks, that's all I'm going to work on. Right. So we had someone, you know, they gave me a test character and, you know, I don't all this stuff is super outdated now. Uh, but even so, I'm probably not going to talk about the specifics, but, you know, they gave me a character and they gave me, uh, you know, they were like, Hey, you can change this or that or, or nothing at all. And explain, you know, like an essay thing. They had a, they had like a, a big math portion where just all my friends came over with TI-84s and we just did it all at the same time. I, I cheated like mad on these tests. Cause I was like, okay, I really don't want to lose <laughs> You know, like we we just got like the whole goon squad just packed into one room, had the monitor on a on a projector wall, and we're just like, all right, does anyone know the answer to this thing? And if someone felt sure about it, I was like, all right, there you go, sounds great. So, anyways, we submit the whole thing, we get it done. Um, the whole process ends up taking you know four months. There's you know I have a few more interviews, but eventually they're like, hey, we want you to come to LA. Um, I'm obviously like, this seems ridiculous. You know, I'm kind of being plucked out of the ether here. Um, but uh, in the end, you know, they end up offering me the job. And, and the thing is, you know, I'm skipping over a lot of this stuff because it's, you know, varying degrees of interesting. But the, 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 the important thing, I think, looking back on this, aside from, again, the truly ridiculous luck, which you can't account for, is um, in turning this into something that maybe people could use or maybe something that's literally just, I just got lucky. You know, I took a lot of time to say, hey, I'm already investing my time in this game and in and in this community that I'm kind of building around me right so I started thinking like what things can I do to change my relationship to this game in a way that is at least positive for me in some manner right I think a lot of gamers uh, a lot of youth a lot of folks just you know will say I'll do something kind of monotonous or I'll kind of do this I'll kind of just like oh, I want to go get all the achievements in X thing or I'll go put all my time into this or that and I'm fine with that you know I'm not here to be your dad and say oh it's a waste of time right but I think more people waste their time than they realize because they're not thinking critically or asking themselves questions about like you know, like, hey, am I still enjoying this? Is this making me happy? Am I getting something out of this? So anyways, my, my TLDR for this was like, I think for a long time I had been lying to myself about the role that games had had in my life. It was clearly what I was spending all my time doing, fucking off and not doing other responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So it came to a point where I was like, okay, well, let me try, you know, not to go get a job in the industry, but like, let me just try to take it a little more seriously to the point where maybe I can train myself and maybe through, you know, thinking a little more critically, you know, about, Hey, why do these game developers do the things that they do? You know, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't say it at the time. Oh, I'm going to teach myself game design. Right. But that's effectively what I was doing. And it was important for me to say, look, if you're already in this, listen to what your, what your passions are, be honest with yourself about what you're spending your time on. And then at a certain point, you just got to commit to it. So yeah. Anyways, this is, I don't even want to think, don't tell me how long we spent on this question, but there you go. And then, and then, and then the rest is history that I'm sure we're still going to talk about. Nah, not um, so much, but, but that's, I, that's, that's how we got into the thing. I like the harsh reality check that you kind of threw out there. Right. In that, uh, <laughs> which, which part I'm like, Oh God, what did I say? <laughs> uh, yeah. So a lot of, a lot of this is I like to relate back to myself, uh, because I, I was the gamer who buried himself in video games and didn't go to college type of thing. Right. 
and mm-hmm. then decided I need to make. And then I just got hashtag lucky. dropout squad. Yeah, hashtag dropout yeah, squad. Yeah, huh? Yep. There we go. And then I just got lucky. That's all you gotta do. That's all you gotta do to get into games, kids. Just drop out just, of school. Just drop out, play video games twenty four seven. Then go back and forth. It takes so much time to get house. good. At, it takes so much time to get good at game development. Just don't spend that time at school. Well, you why, dummy. What do you think I did, dude? I got up. Yeah. And I farmed all day. And I PVP'd, and then I raided, and then I PVP'd some more. I got like three hours of sleep a night. And then I trolled the forums all day. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so good at this game. You guys suck. You know, that type of thing, right? Yeah. That, that's what we're yeah. supposed to do. Anyway. That sounds like any of you out there, please chill. Yeah. <laughs> Go take a bath. <laughs> Go take a bath. Drink, drink, some, drink some milk. Uh, oak milk. Oat milk. We, we, we're plant-based. Oat, oat milk? We're plant-based oh, on this podcast. Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. I'm in. I love plants. (laughs) So I'm down. I'm good with whatever. Yeah, dude. Right. I mean, you are from LA. I mean, okay, we're, we're getting way off track here. So, uh, (laughs) the reality check (laughs) that we were talking about, I like the reality check there. It's that people, you know, it's the passion. It's the, it's the people aren't, they, they don't, they, they play a game to escape something. We all know that that's been talked about ad nauseum, but the achievement hunters or whatever, nobody sits down and really goes, what am I really getting out of this? And, you know, what can I turn this into? And I think we can all say at some point that we have been that person. I know for myself, I've been that person either through league, you know, I'm chasing platinum, diamond, whatever it may be. And at some point you kind of have to go, what am I getting out of this other than personal satisfaction? Is this just an escape from reality? And what can I do to turn this into something positive? And that's where I said that reality check because that's basically what you said to me. I turned this into something positive. I found something I was passionate about. And it kind of fell in my lap that I was allowed to do, you know, be passionate about this game and work out at the same time. Yeah, I do. I do want to make a distinction. I don't want us to, you know, circle around it forever. But something that I think is important here, though, uh, that, you know, something I've learned through reflection is that. Um, you don't really have to justify this to anyone but yourself mm-hmm. for anyone out there that, that kind of has this own thing, right? Like you do not need to explicitly make whatever you spend your time on productive in, in a sense. It just has to make sense for you. It can literally sure. be, hey, I've got lizard brain and I feel like I need to do it. That's fine. Like learning to be comfortable with things that are compulsive to you is I think an important part of life, you know, to say, Hey, I want to, you know, I want to see that 100%. I want to see that completion on the things that I do. Right. Like that's totally cool. But as live long that as it's life within moderation or is not affecting. I'm not even saying life. that. that I, I, I mean, like, I, obviously I'm, I'm I think this here be the true. dad. Scars and I got to no, be but, the dad, but, right? Like where I, I can mean, say it's, it's great the dad. But I will be the podcast guest and I will explain <laughs> my situation, which is that like what I'm trying to say to people out there, if they are hearing this and taking any similarity to it, is not that, hey, that thing you do for fun, you need to find a way to make it to apply to your life. Because I think that introduces a layer of shame or guilt about the things that you spend your time on, which is ultimately unproductive and unhealthy for us to go through. Right. What I'm saying is isolate the things you are enjoying about it so you can understand more about yourself. That's the message that I'm trying to give out here. You're doing it for a reason. Right. Mm -hmm. Without thinking you're doing it for a reason. I'm just saying you should know that reason. Right. And that knowing those reasons are what help you make inferences about yourself that can lead to some of these developments that you might not have thought possible. Right. I didn't realize that I was enjoying getting it right to guess these things or that or that I was even, you know, intentionally doing it. But when it came 
down to it and people were pointing it out to me, I started realizing, hey, I like this. Why do I like this? Well, I like it because I'm learning things. Okay, well, what am I learning? I'm learning about game development, right? You know, this thing that I've been playing for so long, right? It led to a series of things that from a bird's eye view are obvious. But to me at the time, you know, 18, 19 years old were not obvious. And that is something that led me and gave me the drive to follow through with this whole process. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to advocate that people be unhealthy, but I think it is unhealthy to say everything in your life must lead to a productive result because I think that's how you get to negative spirals that can lead to an ultimately unhappy life. Disclaimer, the views expressed in these interviews and commentaries are solely those of the individuals providing them. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I'm being very clear about that. I, I, <laughs> no, no, I just I just had to. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I like that. Everything that you said is is absolutely 100% true. Um, and and I think you're, the distinctions that you've made is that other people can pick up on um, so that they can justify what they're doing is, you know, probably the healthiest way to go about it. Um, and the reason that I bring up, you know, I got to be the dad, right? Oh, it's because... I want to see people succeed in life and I don't want people to ever do what I did, which was be a bump on a log and play world of Warcraft for 20 hours a day for a year. Uh, but it's going to happen and I can't stop it. Uh, but hopefully somebody can use that and use your story and other stories they're interviewing as to go, all right, well I can justify I did that because now I have a job out of it or I was able to turn this into a passion. I'm drawing, I'm creating, I'm creating right out of it. And then if that's your justification, more power to you. Yeah. So, so we've been talking for about half an hour and haven't, and I'm down for whatever. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'll, I'll Dude. talk and go. It's my job. But I figure you maybe do want to talk about the game industry at some point. I think. Uh, I mean, That's it doesn't matter. The stated uh, goal of this podcast. It's a stated goal. However, um, like I said, well, well, I, how, how can I support that goal? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's let's take this away because I mean, if people want to listen to me, they, you can come do it. I it's I, my job. I do that all the time. But well, okay. So the, you, the whole you're, you're trying to get something out of here that, that that's maybe a little more useful. No, I I am getting exactly what I want out of this. You're doing phenomenal, and I'm very happy that I've had uh, you know we've been able to talk for this 30 minutes so far, uh, and we're okay. hopefully be able to do well. Then, 30 minutes. well, then I, I will explicitly say as a co-host, I'm trying to move us on to the next topic. <laughs> and I am regardless too, I regardless of how good I am at this thing, I'm, I'm trying to give you an out here. I'm laughing at all this because as a host, I'm like, you can't take my job. Stop it. I'm going to move us on when I'm damn well ready. All right. So right. Uh, you're right. You're right. Um, uh, I, I, I will say I have learned when people are bored of me talking about a topic. And that moment was about five minutes I'm ago. not bored. Where does this come from? I'm bored of me talking about it, which means people who listen to it are going to be bored of me talking about it. And that's why we have post editing. So let's talk about... I want to talk about your time at Riot Games. Sure. What I'm specifically because um, because we because you like to talk and tell stories, and that's phenomenal. This is not me dogging on you. This is me saying this is what I wanted, and um, I want to hear about being on the patch or on the design team. Not this. What the hell is what's balance team? That's what I'm looking for. Talking about the balance team. It went I, under I, so many I, different names. It's not even worth it to like fiddle over the name anymore you know yeah the, the yeah. group of people that worked on the balance of league of legends tm esquire yeah we're there good. you go i want to talk about that a little bit but i probably want to talk about it as what it was like in the heyday of reddit and everybody screaming at you and then you not being able to justify your actions but still pushing patches out are you following my train of thought the reason I bring this up like this is because I, I'm going to bring this up like I did before I was recording. We brought you on the show one time, the Trinity Force podcast, and mm -hmm. we were talking about Alawi, and Alawi had just, 
either not receive or maybe not was Alawi. I don't know. Who cares? Nocturne, Alawi, some some champ, and they either did or did not receive a buff. And we were like, and I remember us screaming about this, going, "This doesn't make any sense. Why would this happen? You know, we you know we're breaking down the game and yada yada." And you came on and you were just kind of like, "Hey, listen, I have all this data in front of me, and people are not playing the champion correctly, and that's why we did it this way. That people need to learn to play, essentially." And sure. I don't know, you're obviously not going to remember that exact conversation because I hardly do, but hopefully that kind of like... I, I remember it pretty well, well but what is, it, what is the question you're getting at? The question is, what was it like being that person behind the scenes and seeing people like me and others who were trying to dissect the game? And I like to say that I did a fairly good job of it. I wasn't 100% all the time. But also when they completely missed the ball, being that person that you just wanted to scream at the screen and say, this is why, or you know, not being able to tell somebody. I just kind of want to hear stories from behind the scenes of interacting with fans and or, or not interacting with them and what it was like to be on the balance team. This is going to be stories. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, I, it was pretty terrible. I definitely got uh, some, like, maybe not full PTSD, but, like, definitely ruined part of my cognition to be in that job. Um, this is like, you know, I don't want to sound like super salty or, you know, anything because there's, you know, there's a lot of things that I loved about it, but, um, there's definitely like of everyone that worked on that team at that point in my life, there's like very few people that I think escaped with like positive mental health or zero brain damage or mm -hmm. something, right? Like it's literally force feeding yourself a, a, an extremely negative cycle uh, of interaction uh, with a group of people who aren't prepared to uh, treat that with the respect that it deserves. Right. It's like, it's like, it's already like a harrowing and terrible situation to create anything, right. To like, to like put effort into something and then put that out into the world. Right. And then to, I mean, this, this is why there was a really big fallout as the game got bigger between a lot of devs, not spending time talking to players anymore. Right. It, it, hmm. it was like, you know, it became this thing that was like, Oh, okay, well I have time and the game is small and I can basically balance doing this and that to being like, it takes more and more time and it is more and more costly in ways that I think people are not being cognizant of. Uh, like it's a really harmful and kind of toxic situation, right? And and eventually, uh, when I went on to work explicitly on communications, uh, we had a team of people uh, behind doing communications, even related to the game design team as I was, you know, we had tactics that were basically dealing with it. But, you know, there was essentially a, an unspoken freeze at the company of people just being like, it's not like everyone decided, oh, we're going to stop talking because it's going to lose us our jobs or we're going to stop talking because of this. Everyone was just like, you know, they're game designers, they're optimizers. They were like, I'm getting nothing out of this. It's hurting me. It sucks to do. I'm going to stop doing it. And then you have all of these, you know, shit eating young kids holding out knives with blood all over it being like, hey, why don't why don't you talk to us anymore? I miss the old riot that would let me just say shit to them nonstop in not constructive ways. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a mod in August's chat, uh, in August uh, Browning stream, the uh, the designer behind so many you know great champions mm -hmm. uh, that many people were like, oh, he's my favorite guy. He made Senna. I don't keep up with League anymore. Apparently, Senna makes people angry or something. Um, anyways, I'm hanging out in his chat last night, and I'm a mod because I was like, August, you need people that actually mod sometimes you know i don't go there because it's my job but it's just when i'm there i would like to you know stop help i would out. like to help in this way and it, it non-stop it's just the same random all lowercase bot ass looking people that are just asking the same questions about why this thing won't get its vfx back or or why this person had to get this kind of change and it's just it's like this non-stop downward spiral of passive 
nihilist toxicity that's just happening. And I just had to like time out a bunch of people for like 10 to 15 minutes each, you know, because it was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, I don't know. It's broken. Gamers are broken. Um, and working with them is terrible. Uh, Hmm. That, that's there interesting it is. that you bring up. No, that's good. This is this is the discourse that I wanted because it was interesting from my point of view as a podcaster to have you guys on frequently. Um, I had uh, Greg Street on more than once, uh, when, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. And I think it was the, the unspoken rules what started it, right? And it was really fun. No, I mean because that, that was already. Sorry, not to. I don't want to just interrupt. I mean, Greg was a was brought on as a design like director. It's like a huge guy and it's not like he never had anything to do but i mean he just as far as i know that dude just got way busier sure right i wouldn't i mean that that stuff at, at the time when he was on their podcast because i remember i was on around the same time we were trying to actively combat it uh and and i think a lot of times it was easier to say okay well we'll go on a podcast or something because we listen to it and we're like are these people going to ask like dumb questions you know not not you know not tinfoil hat anti-riot questions but like are are these going to be useful are these going to be helpful you know are these people going to like make our brains worse to speak to (laughs) um you know and and usually the fact that there was so much effort being put into you know getting in contact with uh, a comms person to hook you up with a different person and and the feeling you know, usually there was a lot more protection from like randomly getting dive bombed by something that was not going to be productive. Right. Um, right. And and it, it was also I, you know, I really apologize. This is just sounding super bleak because I'm not meaning it to come off that way. But like also, you know, we talked to you all a lot around like preseasons and stuff. Right. When, when at a time when it was like, hey, it's not like we're trying to ignore the questions, but like if something were to come up that seemed uncomfortable to talk about we could just stick to information that we know players would want to hear right it's like there's there's a reason that like you know it's it's almost like doing it's it's almost like when people promote promote their movies on like talk show circuits right where it's like it's like they don't always talk about their movie but it is something to talk about in the event of something going on that people do want to hear about right you know people can't be like wow i can't believe greg street was being such a shill by dodging questions and answering stuff about the preseason we wanted to know about you know what i mean i still so i still get comments on uh, not anymore it, it was about a couple years ago it stopped but i was getting comments all the time on those videos like oh, i can't believe he dodged the question of that i just kind of rolled my eyes you know being inside of it and talking to you guys you realize you can't talk about everything ndas exist yeah. for a reason um it, it, so I, I wanted to hear from the horse's mouth what it was like to be on the receiving end of that because I feel like the community, the most recent community that I was part of was the division community. And I kind of jumped out of that because they were jumping down every developer's throat. And it was like instant. Oh, I can only imagine the the the, 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 the apolitical political gun game probably has a bad community. It, if, was, <laughs> it was just... It this was, is my shocked face. Right. It was such garbage. Like... I was play. I'd play with my buddy, and we we're like, I don't understand. Tom Clancy's why people- Tom Clancy's men's rights activist. Yeah, uh, like sure. I don't understand why people are complaining yeah. about this. It's not as bad, but everyone wants to pick apart everything. And a part of me feels for anybody who's behind the scenes, like you know, you in that position, because I'm not going to say it's necessarily riot and the way they went about it, but I kind of feel like you guys set a precedent for how you were talking to people. And then it kind of fell at the face of the earth, and other designers went, "Oh, we should follow this model," and then they realized quickly why it no longer happens or doesn't happen with such gusto. Well, I, I think there's also an, an interesting thing to think about too, right? I think uh, I think Riot um, before my time and during my time, you know, I think we went a little too far on one end of the spectrum. But I think it's difficult because so many companies 
weren't on the spectrum at all. You know, so many companies were like, let's just never talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think a large part of League's rise was due to like, hey, well, we're tapping into something that is important. Right. Both with the, you know, not necessarily like games as a service, but, you know, like, hey, we update our game nonstop, regardless of how much work it is. And we talk to players nonstop, regardless of how much work it is. Right. And even when it became, you know, too much of a poisonous thing to wade through, the priority was still there to be like, okay, well, we still have things we want to deliver to them in that tone. How do we do it? Right. It wasn't just let's stop period. Right. Because we understood that hey, working on the game nonstop and communicating nonstop, those are the strengths. Right. So I, I think it's, it's one of those, I don't want to say that other companies followed suit and realized the follies of them. Cause there were things it's wild to me to this day, you know, part of the patch notes style that I helped put together was being copied by you know smite and here's the storm but when we go look at them and you know i don't want to get into the super technical details because it's not that interesting mm -hmm. um but like there were a lot of things even down to like formatting or language using in there that you could tell it's like this is just it's not working for you because you don't understand why we're making those choices, right? Like, like you can't just write a paragraph of random fluff and call it context. You know, you can't you can't hide design info mid breakdown of this thing in the same font, the same like no one's gonna read it, no one's gonna find it. Right. You know, you're basically you're basically doing it in name only. You know, in some of these things, and so you know, I think a lot of these companies that have trouble with communicating, you know, like Blizzard, and I know they. I mean, every every company has its own problems uh, outside of those things, but like every one of these companies, your EAs, your Ubisofts, your Blizzards, you know, when they uh, when they were like, oh, let's talk more, it was like, well, y'all don't know how to talk baseline period so it was always going to be bad for you to wade into this i'm obviously grateful that many of them were like well we realize it's important but i don't think they were really doing it genuinely intelligently maybe that's too much of a dunk on them i don't really mean it to be that way i just wanted to say it's not that talking to players is inevitably terrible it's more that like some companies never did it, and I think Riot did it too much without setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. So once things started getting to such an extreme level, it was this untenable situation, you know. And even again, talking about being in, in August chat, right, where people just expect that they can come in and talk to you like shit and like repeat the same question 15 times. It's like my dude just got off a 15 hour flight. It's in the stream title. He's just playing Rune Terra to like 20 people. Why do you think right now is the moment to like show your ass? Right. Like who <laughs> fucking raised you? You garbage person. Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why did you think that they owe you the time of day? They're just trying to show right. you. A and, video game, but right? then if you talk about stuff like that, everyone's like, well, I think that person just sounds like jaded or angry or they're they're being so mean, you know. So it's it's this weird thing where I think Riot really kind of cut itself off at the at the legs there by never deciding that oh, we should probably set boundaries with how our players talk instead of just talk to them nonstop. Right, and that makes sense. And I, I, I have always enjoyed that, even with like the division and stuff, being able to see what some of the developers say, and some of them are doing it correctly. Um, you know, and, and I think like EA and stuff. Some, some of those developers just yeah. Don't I, do I just it think correctly. I would say just, for for people who are mad that companies aren't speaking to you, I would say like it's okay to say that's what you want and to like hold them accountable to it, but also have like a little bit of empathy of how difficult it probably is to talk to you, even you as an individual, let alone you as a collective, right? Like right. understand that, that it's just like a terrible harrowing task to do straight up. And then, 
you know, I, I'm not trying to say all oh, game communities should suck up to their developers for what little time they get, right? That's not the message I'm trying to send here. But just like, you know, hey, demand this thing, but like, chill a little bit as well. Probably. Is the message not there's somebody on the other end that's just like you reading this? The difference is they're being paid to fix it or develop it, right? Like, I don't even know that that's the message because I think more of the message is like be self-aware of the person you are, right? <laughs> like a, a lot of people don't understand that like they are explicitly the reason no one's responding to you, right? And I think I think there are pro- there are tons of great community members in every gaming community who aren't the problem. Right. But if more people could turn that lens on themselves for like a second, right, and do like a little bit of introspection, I think a lot of people could say, oh, I kind of get it a little more. And maybe I can try working to a situation that's better. That's that is what I think the message is, is is less about the person on the other end and more about like maybe gamers should look at themselves once in a while. Maybe. Yeah. You know, humorously, I, uh, I interviewed another fella who he worked um, for Tryon Games uh, on Rift. And yeah. he was a player before he was a developer. And he was a very toxic player. And he kind of one day looked at himself and went, oh, maybe I am the problem. <laughs> maybe I'm the reason developers don't want to do anything or want to have interaction with us. And, you know, that introspection uh, happened with him and then he realized and that's what helped him move forward so uh, kind of like you saying that other people kind of need to check themselves before they get out there uh, I agree with you I think there's a lot more people out there that just kind of need to check themselves before they play any kind of game right or play a game go on a form use that as an outlet but but a lot of it from what I can tell comes from passion these guys are out there because they're passionate about the game and they don't know how to they don't know how else to they don't know another outlet for their passion other than going on a forum and yelling at somebody about it, right? Yeah, so, read a book, drink some milk, go do anything else. I don't know what to say, man. Like, work out, walk your dog. That's that's one of those things. It's like again, I don't want to make this the most anti-gamer podcast of all time. I'm just personally tired of that thing. Like, like I agree with the idea that like, hey, when people are mad, it comes from passion. Yes, absolutely. When people are mad, we should probably check why they're mad and see if it aligns with their goals. Absolutely. But the idea that like, just cause people are mad and we're where they spend their time that, you know, large tribes of creative people have to like deal with that bullshit is something that I think still exists in some companies. The idea that it's like, you know, the customer can always be right, but the customer does need to sit the fuck down at least a few times, you know, and, and chill out a little bit. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, uh, Gamers chill out 2020 challenge. Hashtag chill go. the hell out. Yeah. Hashtag, chill. Dr- hashtag drink some milk. Yeah. Right. Take a bath. Take a bath. Take a bath of milk and milk. Um, wow. Well, probably not. That's gross. Or, I mean, I don't know. That's what you love. Hey, listen, I, I personally don't drink milk. I think milk's gross. But if you want to go bathe in milk, more power to you. Right. Like, that's how I look at yeah, it. Yeah. I was just, you know, go for you. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You do you, bro. Uh, okay, right, so that's kind well, of like I don't know. I don't know how many milk bathers are podcast, but oh if there God. is one, I hope they feel validated. If you ever have bathed in milk, please email me adamc at trinityforestnetwork.com, but don't include pictures because I'm going to feel really weird, but I need to know if somebody's out here says actually bathed in milk and why. So moving forward, 
<laughs> loving loving this milk bath podcast we're doing here. Loving, wanted, loving where this is going. Since I got like 15 minutes or less, I just kind of want to know about Skarsgård today and what he's doing now that he's out of the industry. Not so much why you got out. I can kind of sure. I mean, I, I, here's I mean, here's the 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 real talk is, you know, we're having this conversation and and I'm not you know shy uh, about talking about you know, riot or anything, you know, I, I'm, I'm usually pretty open about it with anyone that wants to come by and have a conversation, but like I've been there for three years, especially by the time this podcast has come up, you know, three years and some change. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I stream mainly that's like my main source of income. I'm, you know, I have a community of great and, uh, very empathetic people that I've been building. Um, last year I hosted the largest and longest simultaneous game on discord, like with like 50 players we had like a mafia game that lasted like three weeks it was ridiculous i'm gonna do it again uh i might even do it twice this year um it's a whole bunch of work it's like a giant creative undertaking i don't know that anyone's ever done anything like that i know people uh a friend and i used to play and create mafia games on forums we were like we could do this on discord right like there's probably a bunch of cool tools and bots and stuff we could use you know things like that um for uh about a year i had my own magic the gathering commander show which has been kind of on hiatus because i'm doing a whole bunch of stuff like you know i'm just out here trying to do me you know and and be validated in the person i am and the creative stuff i want to bring to the table and uh and and if anything you know uh the thing that has humbled me most that it makes me you know excited to get out and go to work every day is uh, is the people that are a part of my community and the ways that you know just being like hey let's not be in a toxic ass place uh, has has helped their lives and helped my life along with them so that's that's me baby I'm professionally me um, and I like it and you can you can go to twitch.television slash scarzard plays slash product slash subscribe. Uh, and you can give me four ninety nine a month to keep doing anything that I'm doing. Do it. Uh, I mean, and if listen. that's and if that if that turned anyone off and they think that's too forward, they should probably pay more people for the work they do for free. No, no, absolutely not. That's the whole point of this. Is like you, you should pay this about, podcast. Yeah, you should give, pay. You should pay this ponophobia guy. Give me a dollar. I'll, I'll use yeah. it and I'll just keep the podcast rolling. I don't care. I I, I, know. I I don't use the money to like continue my life, but some some people out there do, like Scarzart. So switch.tv. I want to be. I want to also want to be careful in the event that this blows up. I'm not going to shame anyone for not spending money on stuff. We're we're doing this because we love it. I'm just. I just think you should. So okay. <laughs> if you ask my opinion on it, I think you should. I I might have to cut this out. Not what you just said, but what I'm about to say. Uh, because okay, uh, I feel like I need the soapbox. <laughs> uh, did you okay. see the Twitch clip or that came out I don't know, like last week or something about? Yeah, yeah, people were lady. hating on some girl. Yeah. yeah, I really was gonna retweet that honestly and say she's saying what we're all thinking, and 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 I just knew I'd just get tons of hate for it. But but real well, talk, like I like, mean, I don't know. I I'll I don't I'm not gonna jump down your throat at all. I don't think I agree with what she was saying at all. Um, I I think again, it's like. I'm not getting into doing creative work because I think it is going to make me money. I don't get in my feelings when I have a whole bunch of people in my chat that aren't subs. You know, I don't think that that's the right way to go about it. I will say, I think in general, more people should be paying more creatives for their work. I don't think more people should be paying me and that it's fucked up that they're not like, I don't know. There there was definitely like, (laughs) like, the, the, the uh, no, fucked up I, I, part, I, I agree with you, right? No, it's more of like the, hey, you know, you've been listening to these people for, for three years. 
you know, maybe maybe you should consider dropping a dollar or something, right? Like I I know I have I've I've I supported well, a couple and, of my and, artists and, and stuff too, but I'm in the industry and I get it. And and my whole point being is that it, because of the overtone of you owe me this money because I give you content being what she was saying that is incorrect. You don't yeah. owe I I am not owed anything. I do this out of the passion of my heart, just like you. And it's it's great if you help me and, and you know do that. But that's kind of why I want to say, you know, I knew I'd get screamed at and yelled at if I did that. So I didn't I didn't do it because I know that, you know, half of that half of her message was not true. The other half being, you watch me, why aren't you, you know, well, I also help. think if you if you retweeted it with the saying, she's saying what we're all thinking, there's gonna be a lot of all of us that aren't thinking that. Right. <laughs> and, I, I right. think I think I think it's fine to be like, I think there is a point in this. You know, assuming that everyone is going to agree with you is obviously just never going to work out. No, um, never. no I, I, man. Yeah, I'm I'm not about guilting people. The other thing, too, that I think just to separate it a little bit, right, is I believe in, in promoting paying creatives for their work. I don't think you need to pay each creative that you support that by watching their stuff, because, again, watching the stuff is the first and foremost. It's the most important thing. It's the thing that leads to everything else. Right. Yes. You know, being, you know, because there's tons of people who get thousands of viewers on Twitch who have a fraction of a fraction of that amount uh, sub count. Right. Uh, and they would prefer if everyone in there was subbed. But the subs that they do get come from the fact that they're easier to find. So like because so many people are watching, so it all snowballs in on itself. Right. I, I just think that, like. If if people get in their mind the idea that's like hey even if it's that i find one person on patreon i give that one person one dollar mm -hmm. if that was a trend that more people believed in that we should pay more people for their content i think everyone would get hit by that sort of rising tide right i think that would be a, a better way to to participate in creative society and a better way for those people to to feel a renewed passion of going at it i think you know that's that's my holistic view here so coming uh, from no, I like that. Coming from my point of view, right? I get it because, you know, when I had 20, 30,000, 40,000 listens on a podcast, I had a fraction of that that were subscribed at any point in time. But that allows other opportunities to open up through advertisers or whatever it may be, which is phenomenal, right? Just listen. You're supporting by listening to somebody. You're supporting by listening to Scars out right now because you're, now you've heard him and you might go, hey, I want to go watch his stream one night. And then he drops in and who knows where it snowballs from there, which is phenomenal. Um, but you know, you look at it, looking at demographics and whatnot. Uh, for example, my 13-year-old just purchased a pin, uh, you know, like a lapel type pin, right? You would put on your, your shirt. Um, and and that's one way he supported the artist. Now, he's never going to subscribe to Patreon because he has no kind of income and whatnot. But, you know, do, merchandise, doing other things like that, anything helps. And I think, and I, I agree with you, I would like to see more people kind of go out there and drop a dollar here, a dollar there. But uh, like I said, this is probably going to get cut down awkwardly just because it's really two creators I mean, screaming going yeah let's all support each other i then i don't i don't i mean i don't know why you would cut it i think if if here's here's my thing man if someone's listening to us talk about any of this stuff i don't think anything that we've just said is at all controversial i think it would be weird i mean you can cut out me referencing this thing at this point because i don't know that this is helpful but uh, i've got I, a piece already here that i'm gonna i'm gonna cut this around i already know i'm gonna cut it around so we're good all right well never mind you're you're the boss you do what you want <laughs> i just no, think it's, I, I, it's like i would imagine everything else that we've said is potentially far more controversial than <laughs> two people that do this as a job saying that you know hey whoever your favorite is in your mind right now that you're thinking of go give that person a dollar 
So between you, know, you I between you and me, it's I just it, for me it feels self serving, right? Because I'm here, I'm doing this, and I'm like, hey, I really want you to give me a dollar. If you don't, no, but, I'm cool and, with that, right? Go give Scarzard a dollar. That'd be sweet. Go give, uh, you know, uh, Rivington a dollar. I don't know. I just he's in my Twitch feed or, or my Twitter feed right now, so I just threw it. Out there. No, but but I'm saying that's not self serving, right? Like that literally what you just described is not self serving, right? Like if you're saying if if you're saying go give your favorite creator a dollar, that's not that that's like one percent you serving ninety nine percent everyone else serving. Okay, I'll accept. Right, that. like. I don't know. I, I I can't. I think it's weird to say that and then to think it's self-serving because you you literally did not tell anyone to give you money and you didn't say it with the intention of telling people <laughs> to give you money. So you I, should trust that the people that like well, and this is also you know, and and I know we're we're in edits land here, right? But like for you for this podcast, the people that have listened to Triforce and for the people who are going to listen to the new series, right? They're listening yeah. because they want to listen to you. They're not listening because they're like. Oh, I've browsed the greatest gaming related podcasts <laughs> and I am a random human who've come, you know, eventually those people are going to show up, but they're listening because they want you. So like, right. you shouldn't be afraid to say something like this that boils down to support more people, right? No one's going to be like, ah, so unprofessional. You will not be receiving my download again in the future, right? Like the people who are listening to this care about you and that's why they're listening to it see, or they that, care that, about me and that's why they're listening to it, exactly. right? Like. That's the entirety of it. So I, I don't I don't know. I don't think you should feel like you have to silence yourself on that issue. You know what? I appreciate the validation through that because when it comes to a lot of this and talking about it, and I think it's different. The, the reason I appreciate that because I think it's different between you and me. Uh, Twitch, you're out there. You're putting yourself out there. You're like, hey, you know, subscribe, donate, whatever. You know, this is my living. I need, you know, you're not begging people, of course. And I'm making it sound like you are through my, my words. But, you know, you're like, hey, subscribe if you like the content. On the other hand, I'm just throwing this shit out there and saying, I got a Patreon. If you want to throw a dollar at it, that'd be sweet. I'd really appreciate it. Um, I've always just had a problem self-promoting like that because I feel like I'm begging for money. You know what I mean? Um, totally. And, and, but, and yeah. I mean... Uh, I, I'm assuming you have a, a, another different job as well. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't. This is this is all I do, right? The being me professionally is all I do, and I definitely had that same feeling for a very long time. But you know, and and it doesn't get necessarily easier because there's definitely parts of it that you know I'm like, oh well, that sucks, and I don't want to be that way. But you do end up at a spot where you're just kind of like, okay, but if I don't do this, literally no one else in the world is going to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you don't say, people should 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 sub to people they like for a dollar you know like like the least <laughs> controversial piddly fart of a statement like just a true thing you believe in if you're not going to say that who the fuck else is ever going to say that about you right like no one literally zero people so it, it's like don't think of yourself as a demon for you know because because you're going to go on and you're going to go see someone else who you approve of who you think is a good streamer or a good youtuber talk about you know, hey, use your prime sub here, and you're not going to think in your heart, that person sucks. They're being self-serving and shitty. No, you're going to be like, ah, they're doing what they need to do to live, so why can't you do what you need to do to live? It's right? Enough. Like, hey, You know, we're talking about you know, giving people money, giving people creators a dollar, helping out, really just, you know, bolstering the community and whatnot. Uh, my last question for you before we move into anywhere else is since we have sure. other people that you may want to support, who out there on Twitch or podcasts or YouTubes are you watching that you think other people should be watching? Not necessarily. They don't get a ton of views. They could have 2 million subscribers. But who are you watching you think other people should be going out for? Oh, man. Um, I'll submit uh, a written list of this. So just Well, just... 
just so that people, if they can't hear me, can do it. Um, so I think uh, one of my great friends was watching her stream earlier, uh, Ceremony. She's great. Uh, she's probably one of my favorite streamers. She, you know, has kind of a smallish community. She keeps it chill. Was doing a Warcraft giveaway. Just one of my most favorite people to support. Um, I have another friend, Milana, probably uh, the biggest, maybe the second biggest Splatoon 2 streamer. She's just like the happiest, nicest person of all time. I love her a lot. Uh, someone that you may know in some sense, uh, TB Skyen uh is a fantastic dude he's really been putting a lot more work into his youtube channel lately uh does a lot of playthroughs of games where he talks about kind of a, the artistic uh design the visual design of them as well as doing a lot of league of legends stuff so crossover for maybe a lot of your folks uh who would like that um man it's it's really hard to think about all of the individual people those are just the three that i was thinking about like right now um the viewers but, uh, I wanted to bring up skyan i just couldn't remember skyan's name for the life of me through this whole thing i was no, like just go give we, a dollar to skyan we had a we had a podcast that we may yet revive one but it's great because the whole premise of the podcast is that we're both very busy so it's okay if there's like a year between episodes um <laughs> oh and then and then i would also say uh uh, uh caleb durward caleb d mtg just to go ahead and say if you like card games Caleb is probably the best person that streams card games in the planet. He's just the nicest dude. He has the best music. You're not going to... It's it's like, you know, how I filter my online time is like, where could I go spend time online that I'm not going to randomly run into like a trans slur, right? Or like, like how am I, I going to spend time on the internet that isn't going to actively poison my brain? And all of those things that I just gave you are people who will not just... Uh, passively not poison your brain, they will actively help your brain flourish. That's what they'll do. You'll have a fantastic time. And then me, watch me. I kick ass. He does I, kick ass. He talks I'm a lot. great He's very at look, Many years ago, I would not have said that, but now I can tell you with with definite certainty, I'm very good at what I do. And you'll make a lot of friends. Someone got a job once in my stream. That probably won't happen to you statistically, but it still could. I mean, statistically, I shouldn't have gotten a job, but statistically, you shouldn't have gotten game design previous to this. So, I mean, anything's possible. And, there you and go. Lightning can definitely strike twice. Yeah, come. I'll strike you with lightning. I'll beat the shit out of you with the power of lightning. So the next, that's that's what we're saying. So the next stream, I expect an open with some ACDC, though that's gonna probably get it knocked down because of copyright. But Thunderstruck. You can stream music on the internet. That's fine. Oh, yeah. Does, does that still work with Twitch? Can you stream, like, Spotify or Apple Music as long as you, like, prove that it is? Because I know I've played music before, and then Twitch is like, oh, yeah, that's copyrighted music. We're going to mute your stream. I, I, I'm i pretty sure it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I don't I'm know how the streamer changed, but most of the people that I know that play with music still play good, recognizable music and are not <laughs> being sued for millions of dollars. Perfect. So they're probably fine. Well, I'm going to leave it there. That's the end of this. You have Leave it. It's gone. It's done. We can never return to it. You can return to this podcast anytime you want. TrinityForceNetwork.com. You can play it over and over and over and over again. It's going nowhere. But I can't. I will never be in this moment ever again. That's not necessarily true. We may cross paths one more time. Yeah, but it, but it won't be this one. No, of course not. No. It'll, it'll be, be a new, different one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying goodbye to the experience that we just had. It was a fantastic experience. Scarzard, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, man. Thanks for thanks for hitting me up to do a little thing. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, guys, that was Scarzard. And uh, <laughs> if you want to, usually I throw this out there and have people email me because the people I talk to are actually actively in the industry. But since you are not, it sounds like you can answer any and all questions. If people have any questions for you, want to find you, twitch.tv forward slash Scarzard plays, and you are at 
Scarzard on Twitter. I don't remember. Yeah, it's 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 also the Scarzard place. We got to okay. keep that. You got to keep that branding consistent because everyone took my name on everything. So I got to have that other thing. I'll also say if you have any questions for me about Ponophobia or the podcast <laughs> that I'm on, come to me and then ask me questions about him. And then I'll do a second smaller live podcast where I answer questions about the specific thing that I was on and I'll send it to him. Wow, man. He's really he's just tapping into my market. I see pscarzard at gmail.com. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that. That's it. P's, I think I put that publicly. Don't send me don't send me terrible shit. But you know, you send me whatever you want for the most part. How come we don't have scarsartplace.com yet? I don't know, because I don't really understand what I would get out of having a website. Because you could tell people to go to scarsartplays.com and then they would just redirect the twitch.tv forward slash scarsartplays. It's just an easier. Yeah, then they should just go then they should just go to my Twitch channel anyways. Like I don't need to And then you could have an email, like, you know, contact. I don't think I guess I'm just I don't that's my thing, and this is like part of my brand is how bad at marketing I am and how unmarketable <laughs> I am as a person. But I generally believe that if someone shows up to my channel and has a conversation, they're like, oh, this guy doesn't suck. You know, so like my answer of like why I don't have a website is like, I don't think it really matters. I'm it seems it seems like it looks cooler than it is. I'm registering that domain right now. Go for it. Do it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna redirect it to to your, to your Twitch. I was going to say something you, mean, but I can't. I can't do that to you. I like you too much. So yeah. You could. You could. I would just never talk to you ever again. I know. I like you too much. I can't do that to you. Well, thank so, you. You're welcome. All right. We're going to end it here because this can go on forever. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening. Email us. We'll see you next week for the next episode. Peace. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to my new interview series brought to you by the Trinity Force Network. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Network. If you have a question or a comment, you can drop me a line at adamc at trinityforcepodcast.com. For everything else, please check me out on trinityforcenetwork.com or subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy all the shows that the Trinity Force Network has to offer. Mm